Hello? Hello? Is anybody out there? It's the Quick Hit Weekly with Tom and Will. Will, my Tom, man. Tom, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. You know, I always look forward to this time of week because I know I get to chat with you. Yeah, and man. Today is no different. Yeah. So I know usually we kind of spit these things off the cuff, but something I read something today that I want to throw at you because I feel like it is it's exactly talking about what we're trying to do here and it's saying that it's not possible. And so yes, all right. Well, so, first question. We're doing it. We're doing it, right? Yeah. But so It'll make sense in a second. Okay. Uh, do you have you have you seen Ted Lasso? Why does that sound so familiar? It's a series on Apple Plus. Oh no, people have referenced it before, and I've looked it up, but I've never watched it. Okay. So, just a quick background: Ted Lasso is about an American football coach who gets um, hired to coach a soccer club in England. Mm-hmm. So he goes over there with no knowledge of the game, whatever, gets thrown in. He's kind of, he's supposed to be a joke and he winds up, you know, it winds up being a feel good story. But the whole point of it is, and I won't give any spoilers for any people who haven't seen it or whatever, but um, he, everything he does, all the changes he makes, everything that he's able to um, accomplish is done through kindness, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, I read an article today that the season finale just came out. So the the season wrapped, I think it might be the end of the entire show is three seasons long, but this article is called Ted Lasso and the fantasy of soft masculinity. Soft. Well, first off, I just don't like, I don't like the sounds of that at all, my friend, but yes, go on. So, I'm going to read from this article. This is in the New York Times in the, uh, what's it called? Men's, the modern man section of the New York Times. Okay. All right. So the the sub subhead is a fan favorite show wraps up a series in which the mostly male characters became more vulnerable, empathetic, and comfortable being themselves with other men. Right. So this is exactly the mission that we are trying to, to drive right. is to provide an example of how two guys, random boneheads like us, can have meaningful, deep conversations beyond just the, you know, how's the weather, how's your sports team doing kind of crap, right? Freaking small talk, which I despise. Yes. Right. So learning to do life together in a way that you actually connect with another human being. So... In this article, it says, um, the men in sports television and movies are often wounded and broken, and sport is the arena of redemption, the thing that is going to put them back together. Uh, So then it references a few options, and then it says, uh, but the promise of Lasso is different. Where we are used to seeing men do battle for connection, this universe assumes a more tender arrangement. The men in Lasso can try to isolate themselves and steep in their problems alone, but they will find that their safety net of other men will come barging in, ready to do what it takes to help. Lasso is a show built on softness, but this is a fantasy. 
And to me, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. Like my initial thought is it's a fantasy if you don't have an imagination. So it's kind of the antithesis of a fantasy. I think the reality is it's possible, but it is a tough challenge for, for all of us to make it a reality, right? It's not a, a finger snap solution that men are going to start talking and, you know, letting out their emotions in a safe way without using violence, but learning how to, to harness that and to, to work through issues. That takes time and it takes a mindset of willingness to try it. Uh, and I think it takes overcoming the belief that that is not masculine, that the only way to be masculine is to be tough, violent, stoic, you know, either letting it out violently or holding it in mm -hmm. to the detriment of your person. What do you think of the notion that that is a fantasy? I call shenanigans, um, you know, and, and I don't think that it has to be that hard either. Um, I mean, I, I feel like you and I just kind of stumbled upon this, right? And so it can be as simple as go make a friend. If you don't have one, go make a friend, right? And talk to him. Start with easy stuff, stuff that makes you angry. Oh, I'm an angry man. <laughs> you know, you know, that's ridiculous, right? But, you know, you'll just naturally talk about that. Ah, oh, man, this blah, blah, whatever did this. And I was going to that do. You know, all that crap, right? And so you're sharing frustrations, you're sharing emotion. You know, maybe it's just not, you know, it's not sadness or, or fear or something like that. Because really, I think, you know, when you talk about stigmas around emotion, it's always it's always fear and, and sadness or things like that that, you know, men tend to steer away from. But we identified this, right, as, as a good thing, right, as a positive outlet for us. And so we started being intentional about it, right? And a lot of value from my perspective is, has come from that. While all that's going on, you know, I've been, I've been on this path or pursuing this path of transparency and openness. I would, for, for a period of time, I was very much closed off and I wanted everybody to think I was the biggest, baddest, whatever, you know, or just a hard ass, right? Um, and so, so I've been trying to be more transparent and open for a long time, even before I, you know, we kind of, intentionally started being more open with, with one another, right? Sharing uh, worries and fears and things of that nature. And through the course of that, as, you know, as this, we reaped more of the benefits, uh, you know, in our relationship, you know, I, I became more aware of what was actually going on. And, you know, I realized that other people, other guys just started opening up to me more and more and more and sharing more stress or things that they would hide. And I think it, it just boils down to being open and being real. And so maybe for some people that is hard, but you don't have to snap a finger. You don't have to turn a switch. Just start small. Have a, have a relationship. You know, Have a friend and start by talking about things. Yeah, I think the I think a lot of men will listen to this and think I have friends, you know, I I have guys that I talk to, but I, what we're talking about is a little bit deeper, right? To be able to, you know, I think about my days, my many many days, my years in a CrossFit gym, mm -hmm. living there six to eight hours, if not more, a day, yeah, seven days a week. 
Same thing for me, just a commercial gym, you know? Right. So coaching, training, being an athlete ourselves. Um, But the, the, the people that we would see every day, there's very few of them that in that time I would have considered sharing true concerns, worries, anxieties, that kind of stuff with. Mm-hmm. So I think the bridge that needs to be completed is going from having people in your life to having people that you can truly connect with. And the first time I truly, outside of just like, you know, how I guess let's start with this. How long would it take you meeting someone new to feel comfortable enough to share real true vulnerable stuff with them. Like I think about our relationship. Mm -hmm. We've known each other for five years. We started talking day one because we had a similar thing in common, right? Fitness. We we were interested in in health, fitness, nutrition, that kind of stuff. How long did it take us? I can't remember. So I'm genuinely asking if you remember, how long would you say it took before we got to the point where we could have real conversations about meaningful stuff? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't recall, um, you know, I don't recall how long it took. I think right out the gate, we kind of got to some of the, the stuff we were interested in that maybe we wouldn't just normally throw out there. So I, I feel like, um, you know, we got there pretty quick in, in one regard, you know, we were, we started doing, uh, work theorizing or working towards fitness related programs, right? Because we had a desire to do more, right? So we're, we're kind of going through some of those layers. But I mean, until we just started having really open and honest, you know, conversations, I I don't know what the timeline, but I think that if we had been aware that that was a need, and we had been intentional about it, we could have gotten there, you know, sooner. The other thing too, like you referenced being in a gym, um, you were also in your twenties, right? So perspective, I think can have a lot to, a lot to do with it. Yeah, no, that's true. I think it's also, the hard part is even if you go into it with that intention, sussing out that intention in someone else, right? Yeah. It's almost like the same as it's, it's effectively, it's dating for men, right? It's, and I'm I'm generalizing straight men here, right? So if you go to a bar and you're looking at at girls, like you're you're trying to size up, all right, which who am I interested in connecting with? And it's the same thing. You don't know if they're going to reciprocate the same way, right? They could shoot you down. And I think it's one thing to be shot down by a girl that doesn't want to talk to you in a bar. That I mean, like everybody has that happen to them. But to get shot down by another man who doesn't want to be your friend or doesn't want to open up to you in the same way. I think that's, that feels like a much more risky proposition. Yeah. Well, don't be freaking weird about it, bro. You know, don't like roll up. I mean, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is like, yes, I I get that, but sure. And that's going to be the outcome. If you roll up and you're like, see some dude at the bar and you're like, he looks cool. And Hey man, you want to be my friend and talk about our feelings? Get the fuck out of here, guy. You know what? Like, you know, but just, What's up, man? How are you? You know, see some like I don't think that it has to be like this this big stressful thing or how do I go about this? You know, just don't talk about the weather when you see somebody you see regularly. Hey, how's it going, man? You know, you know. Or or I, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. I'm kinda all over the place right now, but I don't I don't think it's that hard and I don't think it should be that off putting, but that's 
coming from my current perspective, getting ready to turn 40, you know, and, and where we are in kind of the benefits we've, we've reaped of, you know, identifying that about our relationship and driving towards that, being intentional about it, and then trying to drive that, you know, and, and help other dudes do that because it's just so valuable. Yeah, for me, I think the first time I really had an opportunity to open up like that to other guys was actually through a, a church group. Mm -hmm. um, it was a church I was going to at the time, and they were trying to set up small men's groups, and I wound up falling in with, with a group of guys, most of whom were much older than me. Yeah. And, you know, the first couple meetings, um, I was not fully bought in at all. Yeah. Right? And then uh, Toby had us... He was one of the guys that was leading this group. He had us over to his house, mm -hmm. and we sat around the table, and it was basically a, you know, here's who we are, and guys were just sharing, like, you know, my marriage fell apart. I cheated on my wife. Yeah. I, you know, I have a big problem with drugs and alcohol. And it was, it was like people were just letting everything out, and I'm looking around this table like, oh, shit, what am I going to say, right? Because at the time, I'm still... Yeah. CrossFit coach, elite athlete, have this facade of who I am. And it's a much different picture on the other side of that glass reflecting back mm -hmm. at me when I look in the mirror. And so I started to share more about who I was. Yeah. And it was incredibly liberating. But it took that setting and those guys setting that example for me to allow me to, set, to step into that as well. And once I did that changed a lot for me. And ever since then, I've been more forward and just open about who I am because I don't give a shit if you don't like me, right? At right. this point, I don't care. I'm going to tell you who I am because I don't want to have an inauthentic friendship or an inauthentic relationship of any kind with you, right? I don't want you to think that I'm not who I am. If, right. you, if you're thinking that I'm someone else other than who I truly am, it's not serving either of us, and the whole thing is built on a lie. Right. So that's the whole thing is, you know, I, I think it is terrifying. But if you truly want to connect with other people, you have to let them know up front who you are in it, right? You're not going to walk up and be like, hey, my name is Tom. I cry at Disney movies, and I'm, you know, a big softy. Like, that's not the introductor, right. the, the introduction. But in the course of conversation, if that stuff comes out i'm not going to try and hide it and yeah. i think that's the whole thing is just to be genuine and that's that's the hardest hurdle to cross yes it's the most important one and to your to your point i think that if you and i are in a place where we can do that you know personally we can we can be open and honest and we and we can be i don't want to say indifferent right but we can let it not bother us if somebody doesn't like us or if they think we're weak or, or less because we do that, then we have a responsibility to do that, right? Because to your to your earlier story, you were in that group and the reason you felt comfortable doing it was because everybody else was doing it. So they led you there, right? And yep. so, you know, so you see somebody, a guy that you're friendly with or whatever, and it's just very much always been, you know, hey, how you doing? How's your team doing this, that, the other? You you know, in a way, just be open and honest with them. And you might build that bridge that, where they start feeling comfortable 
um, doing that. And, and then they can do that in their circle and then their friends can do that in their circle. And it, it just, I mean, it radiates and it can be contagious and, you know, not to get all sappy or anything, but it just all comes from a, from a, a place of kindness and understanding. And, you know, it doesn't mean I won't punch you in the fucking throat if I have to, you know, <laughs> but at the end of the yeah. day, if I can help you and I can, I can help you carry that load, you know, you're helping me carry that load. And so it's just, it's, you know, the, the good of, of our fellow man and the greater good, there's, there's something about that at some point in your life and in general, or I definitely know in my, in my life where it it adds value, it adds meaning, and it helps you, you know, be a little more satisfied with, with your existence. Yeah. And, but that's, and that's the whole thing, right? So circling back to the idea of soft masculinity, what, I mean, whoever coined that term, fuck you, I'd punch you in the face, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not soft masculinity. It's just, it, it's being a human. It's humanity. It's being real. Yeah, it's being real. Exactly. And so th- that was my point is, I don't think it's a fantasy. I think it absolutely can happen, but it has to, it is a grassroots effort and it starts with being intentional and being open and honest, mm-hmm. right? If And if everybody does that and everyone can affect a handful of people, will start to grow that and cultivate that and make that more mainstream. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a little bitch and you're going to be perfect, right? Like, <laughs> so earlier this week, uh, we we had the playoffs for the church volleyball league that I played. Uh-oh. And there was like, I don't know, she was probably a 16, 17-year-old girl refereeing this game. Right. And it got a little heated. So I'm one of those guys that has a particularly... It, it takes a lot to set me off, but once that fuse is lit, it goes very quickly, right? <laughs> so we're getting – it was one game apiece. Third third game is to 15 points for the, for, for the win, and she already made one horrific call earlier in the game that I was mad about. Yeah. And then she made a second call where I went up to block a shot – and I saw that the ball was going wide, so I pulled my hands down. The ball hit the antenna, so it got disrupted and then fell out of bounds. So the other team was like, oh, he touched it, he touched it. And she called that I had touched it and gave them a point. And I turned, and I just put my hands up, and I was like, I didn't fucking touch it. And I probably shouldn't have <laughs> sworn for one thing, but you know, her response was, I will take... Um, polite inquiries only and I, from from the team captain and in my head i was thinking this is not a polite inquiry this is a statement of a matter of fact right but either way i had like i was boiling and at the end of the game i went up to her and i was like you know i'm sorry i got a little heated and she's like it happens in the heat of the moment and i should have stopped there i should have stopped there but i didn't right? <laughs> naturally why would you <laughs> so i said you know in instances like that, you really should ask for help if you're not sure. Basically telling her, you're definitely still wrong, and maybe you should have asked for help. Yeah. Right? And I realize this looks bad on a lot of levels. It was definitely an asshole thing for me to do. It's church league. Yep. It's recreational. Ooh, you dropped right? an F-bomb on a church league game? On on a 16-year-old girl who's probably getting, you know, seven dollars an hour to referee this oh man So it's wrong on all kinds of levels but the fact of the matter is i would have done the same thing if it was a dude 
mm-hmm. regardless of age. That's just in a competitive atmosphere, right? Right, right. But the point is, I'm still an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't change the fact that I'm I'm an imperfect human being, and I yeah. have my moments where I wish that I was different. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, I can still make strides to be better, to be gentler, to be more emotive in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, and right? it takes so the, the goal is not to be perfect. The goal is not that everyone's going to automatically be, you know, sharing their their greatest fears and whatever and and having everyone, you know, sing kumbaya and hug. That's not the point. But it's to make small strides to be more open and to be honest, to be able to admit that I'm an asshole for that. Yeah. Right? Instead of trying to to just put up my walls and re-fortify my defenses and double down on the fact that no, she was wrong and she deserved everything she got. You know, I think that's that's where it starts to shift is no, I know I know I'm an asshole for doing that and I feel bad about it. So it doesn't mean it has to be one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you said you're not going to be perfect, but what it does do is it takes off it takes off some baggage. It's less of a load you have to carry, you know, because we're all screwed up and none of us are perfect and if you know that and you can accept it and know you're going to be an asshole sometimes and sometimes you're going to be really emotional, emotionally available and, you know, you can empathize with somebody and, and, and kind of feel the stress that they're feeling, you know, to me, that's, that's just a much more enjoyable and easier life, an easier path to walk than to throw on a bunch of baggage in addition to all the crap we have to deal with you know, worry about maintaining that false facade and worrying about what other people think about you, you know, and, you know, if you want to bust out the acoustic and and hug a motherfucker, then do it. Or if you need to drop somebody, do it. But, you know, you still try to, you know, spend more time doing good than harm, right? Yes, it's time and place. And it's progressive, you know, just progressively getting better, incremental improvement. That's the whole thing. And that's why I think, you know, articles like that and conversations around masculinity in general are, I think it's, it's, it's not black and white. It can be both. You can be absolutely competitive and violent in the right arena, but you still have to learn how to let other people in and to unload some of that baggage, as you said, right? You can't be carrying around all of it at all times. The amount of stress that puts on you is ridiculous. And you don't realize it until you let it go. And that's the thing. Like, like as, when I started talking to that men's group and I realized I just let all that out there. These guys now know stuff about me that in the past I would have been afraid is going to be used against me right? As, as a way to hurt me or whatever. And nothing happened. Nothing bad happened. And on the flip side, the trust that is built in that group is now much more substantial. Right. Yeah. And that's what I've been trying to take into relationships. And again, to your point, we haven't got time for bullshit anymore. Yeah. So if you want to, all you want to do is talk to me about sports and the weather or, or whatever, I'm not interested. I'm interested in investing in a relationship that I can gain something from and that I can impart something from. Right. It has to be a two way street. And I think that's where you start to figure that out. Is you know when people are like, well, how do you even make friends? How do you, you know, you have that gym buddy or you have that work buddy that you're always talking about how you know sports and weather, sports and weather, sports and weather. Yeah. 
If you go in there one day and you say, hey, man, if you, if you feel that this person has more to offer you, take that risk and go in and say, hey, man, can I talk to you about something? Yeah. And bring a problem of yours to them and see how they respond, right? So you make that initial overture to say, I'm willing to open up and be vulnerable. How will you receive this? Will you give me positive feedback? Will you help me either through listening or even offering some advice? Or do you look put off and like, this is mm -mm, not, not for me, bro, right? And just, all right, cool, not for you, no problem. Catch you later. You know, there's, there's ways to go about that and kind of feel that out. And then once that person sees that wall come down for you, it's a lot easier to just lower that bridge a little bit for them. And, and eventually yeah. that's how you work into one of those relationships where you can truly talk about the stuff that is taboo among men in stereotypically. Yeah. And let's be honest, we're probably not going to have 35 dudes in our lives, right. That we're at that level with, if it's just yeah. one, that's okay. If it's, it's, it's likely one or two, um, you know, but a lot of good can, can come from that still. And, and, you know, part of the reason is we just don't have the bandwidth, whether it's from actual time or emotional, you know, bandwidth to, to kind of be on that level with, 35 different people. You may know a lot of people, right? And you may have a handful of friends, you know, and, and maybe you'll get there with some of them, you know, but if I spend time thinking about, you know, and, and worrying about your issues and, you know, trying to provide value in your life and, you know, there's only so much mental mental capacity and emotional capacity that you have. So don't feel like it's got to be every dude, you know, start with one and see where it goes from there. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I, and that brings up the difference between friends and acquaintances and, and close friends, right? Yeah. You can have acquaintances where all you talk about is sports and the weather. That's fine. There's a place for it. Mm -hmm. But the essential need is to have one person, right? Two, three, great. If you can link them together, even better. And now you have a unit that you can support. We're, you know, forming your own little tribe effectively where you can share those things. It doesn't mean that you have to stay insulated either because then, you know, if you have three people and they have three people and, and one of those yeah. people is outside of that initial group, that it doesn't have to mean that your group grows, but the mentality and the way that you approach life, right, that, that just the way you want to be in the world will, will continue to grow. And I think that will make us not softer, but more compassionate. And I think that's what we're really missing a lot of is empathy and compassion. And that's where a lot of the conflict is, not just between, you know, people that we know, but especially when you think about people we don't know, you know, and I, I think it, overall it has carryover yeah. just to the way that you view the world. If you're able to be more open and shed some of that toxic, just anxiety, stress, whatever you have that you're trying to hold in. Yeah, absolutely. And what's really cool, I find the relationships that reciprocate, right? So like our relationship is very fulfilling, but I know guys that I'm friends with that, you know, I'm always pouring into them 
but they're, they're just not able to, or, or, you know, it's, it's a one-way relationship and vice versa. I'm sure, you know, you've mentioned some, some mentors that you have, you know, that likely feels like they're, you know, they're pouring into you more than you're pouring into them. And so there's all different types of these relationships, but for me and from my perspective, the most fulfilling are the ones that are really kind of, you know, reciprocate, um, because I feel like that's where a lot of the, the growth comes from personal, emotional growth. And then you're able to have more of those relationships where people look to you for that mentorship or support. And it's just easier to, it's easier to start providing that value. Yeah. So going back to what you were saying, like how people are now starting to come to you and tell you stuff, it's probably, they're they're probably not asking you to share the same, but they just have seen in you through the way that you move in the world, having that perspective of, I need to be open and honest, transparent about who I am. Right. You can see in someone, someone that, that is now, all right, this this is a real genuine guy that I can ask this type of question to. Do you, is that accurate? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think the, the, the transparency and the openness, um, you know, goes, goes a long way too, because I find that, um, you know, the older I get, the, the more direct I am or not, not necessarily direct, like in a negative way, like overly direct. But, you know, if you ask, I'm going to tell you, and it might not be that fun to receive, but it's not bad because you know where it's coming from. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's all those things, you know, just like, Blah. I, I don't have one off the top of my head, but, you know, you say, hey, man, I'm having this problem and da, da, da. And I'm like, Tom, I got to be honest from the outside looking in. I think you're the one dropping the ball here. Right. The reason you and your wife are fighting is because you won't get your head out of your ass and, and look up from your phone for 10 minutes. You know, have you tried setting the, being intentional about spending time with her, setting aside a little, you know, a little bit of time? Share with her the stress you're under. Share with her all the different things you're trying to do. Be open, talk about it, and then come to an understanding. How can I make this better for you, but not neglect the things I need to pay attention to? And so that's just completely random. You know, that's not a conversation you and I have had. It's a completely random example, but it's just like that, you know, and like, I love you, man. So I'm going to tell you, you're screwing up and you probably should fix this if your marriage is important to you. Yes, exactly. And you need men like that in your life. You need men like that in your life who can shoot it straight. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to sit there and, you know, just like the volleyball example, you can justify anything to yourself. Well, I'm on my phone because I work all day and I want to come home and just be by myself. You, well, then, yeah, she's got a, a legitimate beef with you. You're in yeah. a marriage. You have a relationship. You have obligations and, and expectations, right? So it, it comes down to a, a hard conversation. And a lot of times, if you don't have someone there to to give you that type of counsel and be honest about deep shit you're gonna find yourself where did i go wrong why am yeah. why am i in facing a divorce or at, in that case right but it could be anything why 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 because you don't have anyone to run things by and, and check in with and just check yourself because convincing yourself that you're doing the right thing is the easiest thing in the world man we've both been there oh absolutely whether it's an addiction or you know, just any other vice or mm-hmm. personal failing. We don't like to see ourselves as failures on any level. And so it's covering that up. Whew, unless you have someone to call you on your bullshit, you're going to be in trouble. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing I like to say, and so, you know, as a student of, I consider myself a student of leadership and, and life in general, uh, you know, and, and spending a lot of time, uh, you know, years and years in, in leadership roles and management roles. There's this thing I like to say all the time, and I don't know if I've coined it or not, or if I heard it somewhere else. If I coined it, that's awesome. You heard it here first. Um, but it's it's that, you know, the more hard conversations you have, the less hard conversations you'll have. And, and what, what I mean by that is like, yeah, initially, a lot of us, regardless of our personality type, don't love conflict, right, for one reason or another. But the more of these, quote unquote, hard conversations where you might have to tell somebody something that they're not going to love to hear, the more of those you have, the less of them you have because they're just not hard anymore. You're like, Okay, well, you may take offense. You may get mad at me. You may say, screw me and hang up on me or walk away or whatever, but that's okay. I did what I needed to do, and I shared my perspective and what I saw to be the truth with you, and how you respond is how you respond. If you need a little time to cool off and come back, that's fine. If not, whatever, but I'm here for you when you need it, you know? So the more hard conversations you have, the less hard conversations you have. And that is soft masculinity in a nutshell. (laughs) fuck soft masculinity i'll kick the shit out of it bro (laughs) and i think that's that's my take too i mean yeah fuck soft masculinity that's not a thing that is not a thing it's not humanity and there's you know just recognizing that hey man we're all in this together so you know you can either be a douchebag and try and hide from it or have someone tell you you're a douchebag confirming your own suspicions that you're trying to buffer with some facade and, you know, start making some changes. So, yeah, anyway, I'm glad you kind of saw that the same way I did. Yeah. But that just put me on a weird path this morning. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get out of here. Get out of here, yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. Anyway, yeah, man, uh, I think that's kind of wrap on that. But Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff as always, man. Yeah, it took our whole... Uh, this quick hit weekly was, uh, was all one topic, and it pretty yeah, much pretty on track. So I'm impressed with us. Honestly, usually we're all over the all over the road on these. Just a little more but, focused, I think. So that's good. That's it. All right, man. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your afternoon, and uh, yeah, I'll catch you Monday. Sounds good. Take care, man. All right, honey. See ya. All right. Bye.